0: And remember, the word tocopherol that was created in the 1920s from the Greek words tokos and ferol, meaning childbearing, to bear children, it was not meant for some man-made chemical in a laboratory which will not support childbearing or fertility. So you have to find out what the source of the tocopherol is when you read the labels. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Jack here today. Welcome back to the Forbidden Doctor podcast. This is episode 141, Infertility, Miscarriage, and Heart Muscle Weakness. Now, to get started here, did you know that the current rate of infertility in this country has has risen to between 1 in 6 to 1 in 7 couples which are incapable of being able to have children? I mean, these are devastating ratios, not just for the, for the couples who can't have their own children, but, but what it means in an overall sense of health of the nation as the reproducing of our own species is one of the most basic processes of a healthy life. So I'm going to address these tragic numbers as they are worse than ever, as well as two other conditions that are closely related to infertility, and all three of them having a common cause. And this is an amazing topic. It's a very practical topic because it's all about new life. It's about sustaining life. It's about building life. And it's built around, interestingly enough, vitamin E, because vitamin E goes to the heart of what is powerful and wonderful about nutritional therapeutics. Uh, The last podcast was talking about vitamin D. I want to give some um, attention to vitamin E because... It also goes to what is extremely wrong, what is distorted, what is warped in the entire supplement industry today, along with all the government regulatory um, authorities that have um, literally total control over the definitions and descriptions of what are known as vitamins. And if you go back to the earliest time of the discovery of vitamins, and you got to know that the, the supplement company... We recommend in our clinic, if you've listened to our uh, podcast long enough, a standard process, of course. And standard process, being the oldest supplement company in America, arches over this entire time period that I'm going to talk about in relation to infertility, miscarriage, and heart muscle weakness. Because even though it was founded in 1929, uh, Dr. Royal Lee had been researching vitamin chemistry and uh, vitamin therapy, as early as 1912, all the way up through the 1950s, Uh, but back in 1912 when he started uh, keeping track in his first biochemical notebook. So the the standard process arch literally goes from the pre-knowledge of vitamins, before they were discovered, to the actual current day of vitamins, uh, of what is, um, was known in his day Uh, They didn't have the term vitamin yet. They called it accessory food factors. They knew there was something in the food that made a difference in certain conditions, but they hadn't come up with the title of vitamin yet. And they were not limited in their thinking um, that these accessory uh, food factors, which were starting to be recognized in in terms of scurvy or beriberi or pellagra or rickets or other nutritional um, deficiency diseases – they were not considered to be deficiencies of certain chemicals or chemical fragments. Now that's important to understand. When they were dealing with a case of scurvy, or they were dealing with a case of rickets, they didn't sit there and say, "Hmm, what chemical fragment is this person missing?" Because what is what is you know what is known as vitamins um, became known for, and then unfortunately reduced to in the definition of. Um, scientific discussion as vitamins when in the 30s, and I, I'll get to that here, because no one in the pioneering research of vitamins thought along the terms that when we identify the force in food that creates these seemingly miraculous changes back in the 20s and the 30s, where first you, know, you had this disease process, and then there was no disease process. You know, just the mitigation of a disease, not just the coping or the management, but the elimination of a symptom of a disease, um, which led to its reversal and its complete cure. I mean, no one in research and back then, it was ever thinking in terms of what chemical is it? We, you know, what chemical in this carrot, what chemical in this serving of liver, what, what chemical in this cold water fish has made the changes in this person's symptoms? you know, like we think about it today. Back then they knew if you fed this certain food, that problem went away. If you fed this certain food, that problem went away because that problem showed up because they didn't have that food in their diet. And even if, as it dawned on anyone that such a ridiculous concept could be true, that human beings lacked a certain chemical when we knew this chemical was in the food. So all we had to do then, once we identified it, you know, and And so, and what do we do today? Well, we manufacture this chemical in a laboratory, and voila, we now have this cure for everyone, and we can sell it to everyone. You know, as though what Mother Nature put into a food complex could be duplicated in a laboratory. Uh, For instance, Mother's breast milk contains over 300 identifiable ingredients, and the average artificial breast milk that we call formula that comes in a can has less than 20 ingredients several of which are just different names for different kinds of sugar. And, and as amazingly stupid as that sounds when, you, when I tell it like that, as amazingly ridiculous as the description I just gave you, that's exactly what has happened. I couldn't make it more simple. And this is the result of having studied in terms of, you know, all the vitamins that have ever been really been produced, how they came to be, and that's the story what they didn't look at an isolated idea of of the liver. They didn't look at an isolated idea of um, whole wheat or something like that. They just know, they just knew back then that you gave this food for this problem and the problem was cured. So, and what do we have today? Well, what lifeless chemical can we produce in the laboratory and then attribute to that force that was found in food to be curative? And when it comes to vitamins, I mean, the reason that this has happened is because the pharmaceutical companies were not doing food research. The pharmaceutical companies started off as, 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 you know, in chemical makers. I mean, most of the pharmaceutical companies today emerged out of the dye industry. You know, no pun intended. I mean, we're talking about the chemicals that were used to color clothes. Did you know that? The dye and pigment industry was the home of most chemical companies in the preceding periods of, of drugs 100 years ago. The chemical companies were, were dye companies. So vitamin E, which I'm going to talk about today in relation to the title, which has a vital um, clinical range in the sense of the symptoms um, as I said in the title of this podcast, but what what I'm discussing should never be confused with what came to be called vitamin E because almost all of the exciting uh, discoveries were based upon the research into the substance known as wheat germ and the further extraction of wheat germ into wheat germ oil. They didn't consider it vitamin E then. They just knew it was wheat germ oil And so whatever was discovered that led to the fascination and and the uh, whole energy that these great researchers had back in the 1920s, they started to really be stimulated by what they were doing. And this substance back then they referred to as vitamin X. They started calling it vitamin X because the word vitamin, which is now in the lexicon, you know, as the short-term hand for what they used to short. Um, hand term, excuse me, as the shorthand term for the uh, what was called then the accessory food factor, they knew it was essential for life. And so vitamin X was what it was called for about three to four years before they settled on, the, on vitamin E, because then the protocol for giving a vitamin's alphabetical letters and sequence in which they were discovered. A, then B, then, you know. And so E was simply the next in the sequence of vitamin letters. I mean, it could easily have been called vitamin L, but it just happened to be vitamin E was tentatively uh, called vitamin X until they called it E. And the amazing thing about it was that all this work was done with wheat germ oil, the whole food product itself. They weren't playing around back then with something that they tried to extract from uh, wheat germ oil. They used the whole thing, not some artificially produced through some chemical extraction process that had nothing to do with normal human digestion of the same food item. And so they decided to call the actual name of uh, wheat germ oil, as they were starting to call it vitamin E. Uh, They gave it a name from the Greek called tocopherol. And the word tocopherol was from the Greek tokos, which means childbirth. And ferrol, which means to bear, like childbearing. So childbirth, childbearing, that's what the Greek meaning of tocopherol is. And why is it that the term tocopherol was identified with vitamin X, vitamin E, which was being studied only in the complex form, the wheat germ oil form, because it came to be known as the anti-sterility vitamin. It was the vitamin of fertility back then. And because test animals that they, you know, would make sure they did not get any vitamin E in their food um, or tocopherol, as they called it back then, was the vitamin that created fertility in the animals and, of course, also in humans. They would hold it back from the animal, and the animal would be sterile. In fact, upon opening Dr. Royal Lee's therapeutic food manual, who was the you know the doctor that started Standard Process in the very very first entry, uh, and I have that therapeutic food manual and I open it up uh, <clears throat> when I was studying the history of Standard Process. One would notice the moment you opened it up, the first condition is abortion, threatened abortion, spontaneous abortion, and the supported um, sugge- the support suggested back then was wheat germ oil, wheat germ oil pearls. And so here was the factor that could be reliably used to strengthen a pregnancy. Even prior to pregnancy, increase the fertility in those who had problems conceiving or or just simply allow fertility in the first place. And so that soon came to be recognized that because researchers said at that time, wow, we really have a life force vitamin here because without it, animals cannot reproduce. So without vitamin E from a whole food source such as wheat germ oil, livestock couldn't reproduce. So it became clear, and because of all of this research, for example, I mean, why do animals in the springtime become so fertile and start to get pregnant? I mean, it's awfully convenient because by the time they bear their offspring, it's the early summer, which is the least stressful time for animals to have young ones, especially in livestock, you know, sheep, cattle, goats, pigs, you name it. I mean, that's what animal husbandry is all about. And why is that? It's because in the springtime, The young grasses are growing and the young grains are growing. And so the animal feed that are pastured at that time have the highest level of vitamin E peaking in the springtime, which increases animal fertility, which makes them have less stress-free offspring. So it was soon discovered by those early researchers that there were two particular qualities about which they were very excited. One was the fertility factor, But also that they were working with, uh, in the sense of fertility, they soon noticed there was another fascinating enhancement of this, what they called at the time, accessory food factor, which became known as vitamin E. And that was the maintenance, repair, and strengthening of muscles. And so a lack of it, a lack of vitamin E, not only caused infertility or sterility, a lack of it also caused muscular dystrophies and muscular atrophies and the overall general muscle wasting problem. So going back to the excited writings of all the researchers of those days, their basic excitement about this vitamin X, vitamin E, was the muscle generation factor and the fertility factor. And so they would write these glowing reports, which started with animals that soon became, you know, it became apparent with humans as well, of course. And very soon after these initial studies, there were lots of studies around humans. And there was this, particularly so in Europe, because Europe, Nutritionally, has always been ahead of the Western countries. And the Dutch were working on it, and the British were working on it, and so were certain American scientists who were working on it. There was Burr and Burr and Evans and Bishop and, and others with very famous pedigrees in nutritional research of the day. But all their vitamin E research wasn't done on what we call today tocopherol oil. It was done on wheat germ and wheat germ oil and this is important to understand, they were not trying to find what part of wheat germ oil was the causative factor. They were using the whole food complex. And then because wheat germ oil proved to be the best for these muscular and fertility conditions, wheat germ oil was the preferred source of this accessory food factor and, of course, the anti-abortion factor. So right off the bat, From a very practical standpoint, when you have a patient who is having trouble getting pregnant or in a related way having trouble going to full term with a pregnancy, then wheat germ oil should be the first consideration based on an understanding that goes back 100 years. And that's why we recommend standard processes wheat germ oil because it has a very long pedigree to career. It's organic, it's cold processed, it's raw wheat germ oil. What should be the very first thing you think about when you're having fertility or miscarriage problems, let alone muscle problems or heart muscle um, issues. And so today, there's all these people that are seeking fertility treatments. It's really sad. And I've talked to many couples who've come to me because of infertility. And I ask, what are you eating for breakfast? Well, they eat breakfast cereal. And they eat breakfast cereal that's made out of wheat, And of course, once the wheat has been opened up, cracked open, the wheat germ oil has been oxidized and it's destroyed. It's no longer, it has no benefit whatsoever. In fact, breakfast cereal is some of the most non-nutritious food you can eat, which is only surpassed by white bread because white bread has no wheat germ in it. And then there's certain people with gluten intolerances that can't even eat freshly cracked whole wheat that's made into bread immediately that preserves the vitamin E, but because of gluten intolerance, they can't even eat that. So what a business this is. But I mean, most of it really comes down to weak endocrine glands due to the inability of the body to make the steroid hormones because they lack the raw material. And that's what wheat, germ oil is. Wheat, germ oil is the precursor to the steroid-based hormones. You cannot make steroid-based hormones in your body, the sex hormones, as well as hormones of emotion and other things, without the precursor. And that's what wheat germ oil is, which is destroyed in the modern American diet. So Standard Process introduced wheat germ oil as a supplement back in the 1930s. And, you know, I can't even begin to count the number of people who've loved this product uh, worldwide because I know the number of people who love that product in our clinic. And they have used it, to maintain a pregnancy to term and to combat their propensity for miscarriage or, or what was, has, is also known as threatened abortion. The term abortion, of course, has become so controversial that you don't hear the term threatened abortion that much anymore, but that's in the original literature. If you go back and do the research, you, you find wheat germ oil in threatened abortion, which means miscarriage. Uh, coming together. And by the way, it's not just in humans, it's in animals as well. I mean, the other day we had this wonderful win with a patient that had had many miscarriages and hadn't been able to carry a baby to term. So Jen, our office manager, and also uh, an applied applied clinical nutritionist herself, told this lady, get on wheat germ oil. And After using it for a while, she now has carried a baby to full term, and she has just recently delivered a healthy baby after several miscarriages. And then in the middle of all these great discoveries and research with wheat germ oil, a very terrible thing happened. Around the 1930s, when the laboratory of Hoffman LaRoche and other chemical manufacturing companies wanted to synthesize wheat germ oil, they found this substance inside of wheat germ oil called alpha-tocopherol, and they found a way to synthetically produce it in the laboratory. And so they called this substance, and this is where the story gets very, very sad, they called this substance vitamin E. And then they convinced the legal bodies around the world, like the FDA, that alpha-tocopherol was synonymous for vitamin E about 1939, and that was the end Of the healing qualities of vitamin E when the true vitamin E, that's a part of wheat germ oil, was reduced to a part of the whole rather than the whole. And all the excitement and research and the production of articles and the discoveries of vitamin E um, relative to muscle atrophy, muscle wasting diseases, neuromuscular diseases, uh, all the infertility and the pregnancy strengthening and All these types of articles just stopped showing up in the literature anymore. And the reason was quite simply because once alpha-tocopherol became um, synthetically available as D-alpha-tocopherol, that's all the researchers were using in what is now considered vitamin E. Uh, What a sad story. Because they were convinced that these chemical drug companies knew what they were doing and they have now agreed that vitamin E, the active factor in wheat germ oil, was tocopherol. And then, and then well, well, hell, why go, why go to all the trouble of having to keep expensive, perishable wheat germ oil on hand for research when we know what the causative factor is? And yet, when they continued to do studies of vitamin E's effect on such and such after 1939, when they were now just using alpha-tocopherol and not wheat germ oil anymore, it didn't work. And, then, and look at the benefits of using alpha-tocopherol as vitamin E. I mean, wheat germ oil, will, it goes bad. It, it oxidizes like any fresh, nutritious food will, like milk or like meat. I mean, wheat germ and fresh, wholesome wheat germ oil will oxidize once it's exposed to the air. And it's a pain in the neck to have to work with all these whole food substances when these chemical companies can just buy a crystallized chemical, which is so cheap because they mass produce it in a laboratory. So everybody just started researching this newly defined vitamin E. But they could not substantiate any of the work that had been done for the prior 20 years. Uh, all the way up through the nineteen thirties, they could not substantiate any of that work anymore. No researcher was getting the same results they got a decade earlier. And so, after this, one article after another got published in peer-reviewed journals about vitamin E not living up to its height of the previous hype of the previous decades. But it wasn't vitamin E at all. They were using alpha tocopherol because they stopped working with the real food source of vitamin E, wheat germ oil. Now, here's a uh, a very horrible yet famous statement, which I'm going to quote by this one Dutch researcher. His name is Vogt Miller Muller. In 1939, at this big health symposium in London on fertility, and he said, uh, and I'm going to quote it here: "Quote, uh, let it be kept in mind that wheat germ oil, which so far has been the preparation most commonly employed in therapeutic trials." may contain many biological active substances other than vitamin E. And, of course, he's meaning tocopherol. And one must consider the possibility that some of these may have attributed to the observed effects, meaning why it was so effective before. Even, and the, the quote continues, Even though it appears to me rather unlikely, the question can soon be settled with certainty by repeating the experiment with pure tocopherols alpha-tocopherol, end quote. Now, do you understand that? He said, maybe there's something else in there besides vitamin E. And of course, when he said vitamin E, he wasn't referring to wheat germ oil. He was referring to the substance, alpha-tocopherol, that they identified inside of wheat germ oil, the whole vitamin E food complex. It's kind of like taking an automobile today to a group of researchers who do not understand the entire automobile must exist as it is for it to work. And they start tearing it apart, and they find um, a solenoid that turns a switch on, and they say, this is why the car works. It's this solenoid. And they try to get other things to work based on the solenoid, and they don't work. That may not be the best analogy, but it's what first came to mind because all these various reports on the influence of vitamin E on neuromuscular disorders and fertility had been using the whole food wheat germ oil. But, of course, that's too broad a spectrum when you bring these scientists in because they want to look for the the factor in the wheat germ oil that contributes to the healing factors. I mean, you cannot make money from something that can't be patented. You cannot patent wheat germ oil any more than you can patent the heat of the sun. So you look into the food and you come up with something that you can identify inside that food, and then you get all the legal bodies of the planet to agree, and then you patent that. And then how could someone study scientifically the right chemical unless you had pulled that chemical out of the hole in which it occurred? I mean, this is reductionist thinking at its most insane level, at its most ridiculous and destructive possible way, and yet that's what happened. So Vogt Mueller literally ushered in the age of the destruction of vitamin E research because everyone thereafter started using alpha-tocopherol except standard process. In fact, if you read in Dr. Lee's writings, you'll see just an endless body of work which he points out the foolish fallacy of all of that, and that's why we have success with helping infertile companies, uh, uh, couples, and, um... Uh, uh, ladies who are prone to miscarriage, when we start giving them wheat germ oil, it turns around. I mean, wheat germ oil does contain so many other things besides tocopherol, but what you see in Dr. Lee's entire informed um, opinions were, 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 they were based on his research and so many others with whom he collaborated with or studied w- was that there is no vitamin that is a single solitary chemical. No more than ascorbic acid is vitamin C. I mean, what he believed was that the accessory what they call the accessory food factors in whole foods worked synergistically together to create what we observe as the vitamin effect, but that the the vitamin effect, the vitamin effect could never be based upon the isolation of some uh, lifeless chemical because that lifeless chemical would not produce the effect. So that applies equally to calling beta-carotene vitamin A. That's nonsense. Beta-carotene is not vitamin A any more than ascorbic acid is vitamin C. Why? Because ascorbic acid will not cure scurvy. Or cholecalciferol is vitamin D because there's there are um, transformations that have to take place between the liver and the kidney before you end up with calcitriol, which is the real form of vitamin D usage in the body. And so, alpha-tocopherol is not vitamin E, despite what the FDA says. The tocopherol oils in vitamin E are the antioxidants that protect the vitamin E from oxidation until it's exposed to oxygen. Or the the promotion of a single vitamin B outside of the entire collection, because B's come together as a family. You don't find a, a, um, a thiamine tree. There's no niacin bush. <laughs> There's no riboflavin fruit. All the vitamin Bs come together as a family, and they come together from a food source. And I've, I've talked about this in the past in other podcasts of uh, the killer bees. You start separating the bees, and you do it chemically, and then you you throw the you throw the bee usage in the body just in total imbalance. So studies in the nineteen thirties and the nineteen forties suggested that athletes who were given daily or weekly doses of raw, unrefined wheat germ oil outperformed subjects who only received vitamin E supplements as an alpha tocopherol. There was this nineteen. Um, 51 study in which college students had received wheat germ oil for 18 weeks. And the treated subjects, those who had been given for 18 weeks raw wheat germ oil, out, they improved their, and I'm quoting from the study, all-out bicycle riding times by 47%, while the untreated controls, who didn't get that, increased their average ride times by only 4%. And all of these studies suggested that some component of unrefined wheat germ oil increased the physical endurance, and I'm I'm reading here, and that vitamin E was not entirely responsible. So when they were writing this, to them, vitamin E was the tocopherol oil. And so they're saying, well, there must be something else in the wheat germ oil besides vitamin E tocopherols that was responsible. So, and and back to the study. Further investigations culminated in a patent for the combination of physiologically active components of raw wheat germ oil. (laughs) But there were no published um, scientific studies that provided that the evaluated physiological effect of these active constituents made a difference because they were studying alpha-tocopherol as vitamin E and not the synergistic mix of the entire whole food complex that was in wheat germ oil. Now, there's a third amazing benefit of a concentrated form of this vitamin E complex I want to tell you about. Before I do, I want to bring up the free symptom survey that we offer at ForbiddenDoctor.com. This is a reminder that your own personal health profile requires more information than just a simple blood test, as I've talked about recently on the national radio show. And this survey has many questions. I mean, it's the most comprehensive survey you're ever going to take. And after you've done, you will have the opportunity to have a free 30-minute phone consultation. And you will be given a personalized protocol. And this saves you money in the long run because you won't be taking a bunch of supplements you don't need. And all of this is at no charge to you. And so before I continue here with more forbidden knowledge, because I know a lot of the stuff I'm telling you you haven't heard before um, about this incredible vitamin that you're only going to find in the whole food complex, not in a bottle of alpha-tocopherols. I mean, this would probably be a good time to make an offer on standard processes, um, cataplexy and wheat germ oil. You can get these products at a 10% discount if you sign up for our incredible text blasts. These text blasts give you fantastic coupons every single week for more than just this. You just text the word healthy to 41411, and we'll text you back a coupon code, which you can use on our website, ForbiddenDoctor.com, when you check out. Or you just call the office, 801-523-1890, and they can help you sign up for the text blast. And remember, it's your patronage of the offers I'm making here that keeps this podcast on the air. Yeah, there's a, you know, a reason to try to do some good out there, but uh, I've got bills to pay. So anyway, back to the wonderful healing properties of wheat germ oil and vitamin E as a whole food complex. You know, we talk about the human hand being the greatest tool that animals possess because of the opposing thumb, the four fingers and the opposing thumb. And that opposing thumb gives us the dexterity and the refined use of our hand that no other animal without an opposing thumb and duplicate, and that's why a single vitamin cannot work well with all the other synergistic vitamins and whole food components in that food source, just as your hand isn't going to work very well without a thumb. so when it came to the concept that these reductionist scientists had, they wanted not the whole hand of the vitamin effect they wanted the thumb. Give me the thumb we've we've found out what makes it work. it's a thumb. You know, give me the single chemical to which I can hang all these results on. Now, let me ask you a question, which I know you know the answer to, but what do you call somebody that's a real klutz with their hands? As soon as they get their hands on something, they screw it up. I mean, what do you call a real klutz with their hands? Well, we say, well, he's all thumbs. In other words, rather than four fingers and opposing thumb, he's got five thumbs. And that kind of imagery, I mean, somebody that's all thumbs is a a klutz. So you might say that synthetic vitamins are all thumbs. You know, what someone supposed was the active ingredient is then synthesized, and pretty soon it drives out the whole food source of the vitamin, and what's left with the original vitamin designation that still has that name is now ineffective for anything, and that's what's happened. You become depleted in the very vitamin that you're supplementing. So when you start to read original research material after 1939, it really starts to become uninspiring. I mean, so much so, so uninspiring that for over 40 years after that point, the FDA did not even put on an RDA the required daily amount for vitamin E. Because they said, well, vitamin E being alpha-tocopherol, no one's ever produced an actual human deficiency disease based on the lack of alpha-tocopherol. I mean, how would you withhold alpha-tocopherol alpha from a diet? Well, you can't. So they did not consider vitamin E as a n- nutritional uh, nutrient right into the 1970s because you couldn't prove a lack of it. And what was now alpha-tocopherol, you know, you can't have an alpha-tocopherol deficiency disease. And, and the pretense of it, might even cause uh, or, or uh, result in a cure. So that's how vitamin E got so abandoned and so screwed up. And as Dr. Lee's research continued looking for other sources of vitamin E that had more of a direct impact on the muscles in the way that wheat germ oil had an impact on the endocrine system for fertility, the the wheat germ oil was recognized as being um, a sex... A steroid hormone precursor, which created fertility because of its effect on stimulating the ovaries and the testes to produce their hormones so that these gonadal hormones were very quickly made when one consumed wheat germ oil. And then the muscular part of it, the muscular wasting part, needed a lot of wheat germ oil, almost to an unreasonable amount, So that's how Dr. Lee started to research the vegetable kingdom and came up with a variety of um, whole food nutrients that would create a powerful vitamin E complex that was more directed at the muscles rather than the oil of wheat germ oil for the endocrine system. So what he figured out was that dried pea vine juice, P-E-A, you know, the, the green peas, dried pea vine juice had an extraordinary amount of vitamin E and its extraordinary effect on muscles. And that's what is known as the Cataplex E tablet. So the Cataplex E is a form of vitamin E that's in a dried tablet form, but it doesn't have all the kind of spectrum of nutrients that wheat germ oil has, so it's not as effective for sterility and fertility, but it has a great effect on muscle weakness. So the wheat germ oil is not as immediately effective, in the long term it is, but not immediately effective on muscle repair as the dry vitamin E from the whole pea vines with other assorted plant materials. In Cataplex E, with the assorted uh, mixed tocopherols, not alpha tocopherol, but all the natural oils of the plant that give you mixed tocopherols plus the other essential aspects of vitamin E, not the man-made laboratory tocopherols, the ones that nature made, gives more immediate help to supporting muscle issues. And remember the word tocopherol that was created in the 1920s from the Greek words tokos and ferol, meaning childbearing, to bear children. It was not meant for some man-made chemical in a laboratory which will not support childbearing or fertility. So You have to find out what the source of the tocopherol is when you read the labels. I spent some time just last night. I went to Amazon.com and started looking up all the vitamin E supplements that were there. And they're all D-alpha tocopherol, the synthetic form of alpha tocopherol, all made in the laboratory and every single one of them worthless, which the research has shown. So the standard process vitamin E came along in the 1930s in two forms, the cataplexy tablet and the wheat germ oil pearls. And by the, re- the, the reason it's so important to put vitamin E in the gelatin pearl, which is hermetically sealed from oxygen and sunlight, which would break it down, this is what standard process does because the shelf life of wheat germ oil is extremely short. Once you expose the oil, process the oil out of the wheat germ, and there's not much shelf life there at all. It's very perishable. So Standard Process puts the wheat germ oil in a UV-resistant bottle inside of a gelatin capsule, so then you have really long shelf life. In fact, the shelf life is way beyond the expiration date. But But the Cataplex E, the vitamin E tablet, does not have the perishability as does the oil because you have a dehydrated whole food plant. So later work, about 10 years of research with the dry vitamin E tablet, Cataplex E, produced one of the most amazing studies that Dr. Lee ever conducted and produced. Um, What some people argue is probably his single greatest product. I mean, in any field of um, sports or science or history, someone is always going to play the game you know, whether it's music or movies or scientific discovery, what was the greatest thing? You know, what's the greatest Beatles song? What's the, what's the greatest movie ever made? What was Leonardo's greatest invention? What was Einstein's uh, greatest discovery? You know, Thomas Edison. you know, I mean, they were all amazing, and they all come out of a great creative mind and the genius of that person. And there are many people that argue that Dr. Lee's greatest product, based upon function and use, is Cataplex E2. It's a component that's in wheat germ oil, and it's also in Cataplex E dried tablets, but even more so in Cataplex E2, because it's been super distilled and concentrated to produce what is called Cataplex E2. In fact, when Dr. Lee started producing Cataplex E2 around 1949... He had to use an actual still. And since you make whiskey, you know, and alcohol spirits out of a still, uh, it, was rela- it was regulated, you know, by the state of Wisconsin. So, standard process as far back as 1949 had to comply with the state of Wisconsin for the operation of a still. And they had to use a still to extract a higher fat soluble concentration out of the vitamin E complex so as to get most of the dense, heavy fat material in it to produce a therapeutic amount of it. And this was put into the product Cataplex E2, and SP's been doing that for about, I think, 69 years now. And what did Dr. Lee say E2 was for? Well, I want to read you this little passage from a memo that Dr. Lee had sent out to some of his colleagues in April of 1949. For many months, we've been working on the problem of getting and concentrating the factor in vitamin E complex that has the special action of preventing coronary attacks that follow the omission of vitamin E complex from the diet. Well, that's just a scientific way of saying (laughs) not only are you going to have problems with sterility and not only have problems with maintaining pregnancy and having problems with muscle weakness... There are indications that not having vitamin E complex in a diet can lead to coronary events, heart attacks. Now, he never refers to vitamin E. He only refers to the vitamin E complex. And he goes on, he says this, We are now prepared to supply this fraction that we designate as E2 under the trade name of cataplex E2. It seems to relieve angina pectoris you know, chest pains, quicker and more effectively than anything else we've seen. It is quite possibly the most spectacular product we've produced. It is probably the real active principle of the vitamin E complex. The tocopherols only seem to be useful as an antioxidant to protect the real factors from destruction. This would explain the variable reports from high-potency tocopherols It would explain the statement in the Annual Review of Biochemistry of 1943, page 381, that says, quote, and I'm quoting still, Natural alpha-tocopherols lose up to 99% of their potency when separated from the associated factors as found in the natural complex. 99% of their potency? So Dr. Lee um, pointed to this uh, research that showed that alpha-tocopherols lost. 99% 99% of its potency when it was extracted, even from a natural source, not even the synthetics for it, source, which, and, and, and the difference between natural is alpha-tocopherol, synthetic is D-alpha-tocopherol. And like I was mentioning here a few moments ago about looking at Amazon.com last night, um, some of the products just in big letters on the label says, now with D-alpha-tocopherol And some of the others will say, now with alpha and beta and gamma and delta tocopherol oils, when it's nothing more than just the antioxidant. It's there to protect oxidation of what's not in there, what was in the original food. You you know what that means? It means that a bottle of vitamin E that you buy in a health food store or Amazon, with all the tocopherols in it, is 99% less effective than when it was made, which means you have a bottle of nothing. And even if you got the alpha tocopherols through um, extraction from wheat germ oil, it still loses. By the time it's exposed to oxygen and bottled, it's lost 99% of its e-complex effect. And what was the effect? What was the what was the original effect? Is so heavily studied in the 1920s and most of the 30s. It's for its effect on fertility to promote fertility, its effect on carrying uh, uh, pregnancy to term, its effect on helping to um, return muscle strength ability. You know, just to name a few. Well, that's why people started taking such massive doses of it because they couldn't get the relief from the issues that they had studied or uh, had learned was part of the original study of vitamin E, like infertility, miscarriage, and muscle weakness. And because they couldn't get those results using uh, tocopherol oils, they started taking massive doses of the tocopherol oils and essentially taking massive doses of nothing. Now, since the FDA says that the alpha-tocopherol is the only thing you can call vitamin E, in other words you cannot, under the auspices of the FDA, say that wheat germ oil is vitamin E anymore. You can say that this wheat germ oil has a certain amount of alpha-tocopherol in it and say, therefore, that it has two units of vitamin E in a 500-milligram tablet of foods that contain vitamin E or, or wheat germ oil that has, you know, several hundred units of vitamin E in it. Anymore, you can only rate vitamin E under the control of the FDA based upon how much alpha-tocopherol is in it, which is one of the reasons why you don't find standard process products in a health food store. Because if you look at a Cataplex E tablet from standard process, it has two international units of vitamin E. That's how insane this has become, because it only has two units of alpha-tocopherol oil, and the alpha-tocopherol oil was just the antioxidant to protect the vital food complex of vitamin E in the source from which it came. So this is, you know, this is made Standard process as the most potent vitamin E supplement in the world, bar none, second to none, period. Because the other products are just a joke. And the other vitamin E's, which are all alpha-tocopherol supplements in the hundreds, even thousands of units, aren't vitamins at all. They're nothing. So like I said, SP's Cataplex E tablet only has two units. <laughs> but it has the entire vitamin E complex that the earlier researchers of almost 100 years ago identified as this accessory food factor that gave infertile women fertility, that gave spontaneous abortion-plagued women full-term pregnancies. And just a wonderful miracle of bearing a child where before those who had been infertile. So what does it say on the label? Cataplexy, e, which happens to be a 500-milligram tablet, has two units of vitamin E in it. Says who? Well, says the FDA, because the label law says you can only claim the amount of vitamin E as per the alpha-tocopherol content, completely ignoring the whole food vitamin E complex and its synergistic constituent parts. So when you look in Cataplex E or E2 or wheat germ oil, there's a very tiny, tiny, tiny amount of alpha-tocopherol because that is not the vitamin E complex. The FDA says it is, but it isn't. It's the same as SP's uh, vitamin C. That's Cataplex C, which has several different foods listed on the label, but it says it has 5 milligrams of ascorbic acid because the FDA says ascorbic acid is vitamin C. So it's taken all these decades, I mean, half a century, for other supplement companies and and researchers to start to recognize what SP has always, Standard Process has always recognized. So, So much so that several companies out there that mock Standard Process You know their competitors have constantly mocked SP for extremely low potency products. Well, you don't want to buy SP. Look at their label; it's terribly low in its potency. Look at ours. Super uh, Mega Polonium, Plutonium, uh, atomic-powered Mega Complex Vitamin. Look at ours. It's ten thousand times. You know, I'm just ridiculous. I mean, and there's one company in particular I'm not going to mention, but they've recently changed the name of their vitamin E supplement to E-Complex. Hmm. Because they added tocotrienols, which is, which you know, it's a tocopherol-like substance that's found in whole wheat germ. So they've taken out another isolated ingredient, the tocotrienols. And and this is what they're saying, um, You know what? This is part of their advertising. Alpha-tocopherol is so yesterday. We've been trying to convince you for decades how important alpha-tocopherol is, the antioxidant and all, selling you (laughs) millions of dollars worth of crap, saying it's going to make you strong and healthy and it's important to the heart. You know, this all-important cardiovascular nutrient. Uh, Well, you can ignore all that now because, man, we're all hip on tocotrienols. Now, what substance of food on the planet has more tocotrienols in it than any other substance in the world <laughs> whole wheat whole, whole wheat germ oil so you know why don't these competitors just just use the oil instead of isolated substances like tocotrienols and tocopherols and they take it out of the oil they concentrate it and then they put it back in and this is madness and of course you know, not even the tocotrinos are not the end of it all. I mean, it's like saying, hey, we're loading up on thumbs. Now uh, we've been loading up on thumbs. Now we're going to load up on index fingers because it, we all know it's the index finger that makes the hand so great. You can scratch it. You can point with it. You can pick with it. You can wag it at somebody. Forget the thumb that we've concentrated on. It's the index finger. finger. So now let's argue over which finger is the most important And what Standard Process and what Mary and I have been saying, for Pete's sake, it's the whole hand. And the tocotrienol is like switching the emphasis from the thumb to the index finger. It's just more same reductionist concepts. And how quickly this company and other companies have abandoned their alpha-tocopherols. Why? Because they don't work. Remember the 99% ineffectiveness of tocopherols by themselves. In fact, it even makes people worse because it can exasperate a deficiency. And so, all these neuromuscular conditions that were cited in the literature almost 100 years ago the muscular atrophies, the dystrophies, the infertility, the sterility, the cardiovascular problems that were solved with wheat germ oil all of that was lost in 1939 when the FDA said vitamin E was alpha tocopherol. But the truth of the, the core truth was always maintained by Dr. Lee. Wheat germ oil, cataplex E or cataplex E2, which are very special formulations. And E2, which is arguably the greatest product ever produced. Because Dr. Lee went so far as to describe angina pectoris. As a, now this is really important here. I don't want you to miss this. As a specific nutritional deficiency, as scurvy is to a vitamin C deficiency, Dr. Lee identified the deficiency reaction that causes angina pectoris is a deficiency of vitamin E2. So Dr. Lee determined through much testing, including the endocardiograph, he determined that a heart deficient in the E2 fraction of the whole food vitamin E complex was suffering as much as a 250% oxygen deficit. So E2 totally restored the oxygen Conservation of the heart muscle gave more oxygen to the heart, kept it in the muscle itself, and prevented oxygen from being rapidly dissipated during a heart cramp. So when you conserve something, you slow down its destruction, and oxygen can be destroyed, just like any other substance in the body. Oxygen is destroyed all the time when it's metabolized, as in the production of your energy. So it turned out that vitamin E2 was a conservation Oxygen conservation factor because it helped to regulate the body's use of E2, especially or oxygen in the heart. And you'll see it in the literature. You'll see it at 200, uh, the heart muscle at a 250% deficit. That a heart without this is performing like a heart with a 250% deficit of oxygen. And the heart goes into a cramp, people can't breathe. They can't breathe. And so, what do they do? Well, they take nitroglycerin. And nitroglycerin is this massive brain-stimulating vasorelaxer, which causes the muscles in the heart to instantly relax, to dilate out, and release all the oxygen that the muscle had cramped up. And that's what saves lives during serious chest pain for people with heart problems. They take their nitro, they put a tablet under their tongue, and in seconds. Now, I am certainly not saying to throw away your nitroglycerin. You keep it right there in your Purse, your pocket, your breast pocket, absolutely. And keep it to the expiration date because it will expire unused because you only take nitroglycerin when you need it. If you're not having an angina attack, you don't, obviously, you don't need it. No one wakes up in the morning to take their nitroglycerin unless they're having an angina attack when they wake up in the morning. But if you take the right amount of cataplex e which the dose will diminish over the time once you start to build it up in the system. Remember, it's fat-soluble, so it builds up in your body. And once it builds up, then you're not going to need as much on a daily basis, and you'll find out you're not using your nitroglycerin nearly as much. And consequently, E2 becomes the protector of the heart against oxygen muscle cramps. And you use E2, um, using it will um, cause the nitroglycerin prescription to expire. You know, the best used by date will come and go. So if you use E2 consistently, you're not going to need your nitroglycerin, but you keep it there on hand all the time anyway. And if you live in a low-altitude area and you travel to a high-altitude area, you should take enough E2 with you to satisfy uh, yours and, and those who are with you need for adequate oxygen supply to the heart because it will mitigate, and we've had many patients tell us this, high-altitude headaches, high-altitude nausea, dizziness, heart palpitations. So here's a brief summary, and uh, so I can wrap this thing up, of the therapeutic range of vitamin E from sex steroid hormone precursor and fertility and infertility and muscle repair and anti-abortion and cardiovascular and oxygen maintenance, That's what it does, all those words I just used. And remember, Dr. Royal Lee and his most spectacular product he ever created, Cataplex E2, it could save lives the world over. I mean, his is a story that needs to be retold and immortalized and passed on to our descendants. The kind of knowledge, uh, it just passes away if we don't teach it to the younger generation. This is what happened to our vitamins that they began to discover a 100 years ago that had such vital curative powers when the food was in use. But when the pharmaceutical companies came along and they said, hey, you know, we don't want to waste time with farms and animal husbandry and all this other stuff. Let's just find out something in it that looks like it works, and we'll call that the vitamin. So to recap, and I'll wrap this up, you use wheat germ oil, for fertility and sterility issues and miscarriages. Also specifically for menopausal muscle atrophy because very soon after menopause, there is a weakening of muscles in women. And because of our Western diet, we're, most of us are vitamin E deficient anyway. That's what the wheat germ oil is for. Then use cataplex E for muscle weakness, w- weakness and atrophy and endurance. I recommend this to all my bodybuilders. You should be using cataplex E and then E2 for oxygen starvation of the heart or the dull pain that could radiate into the arm. And you might want to try this experience, um, this experiment. I mean, kids love eating. They'll eat a whole bottle of wheat germ oil just sitting in front of the TV. You know, the pearls, they can pop the pearl with their molars. And the fresh flavor of wheat germ oil, I mean, these kids, I mean, they've been known to sprout wings. (laughs) Uh, Oh, let me ask you this. You may not know the answer to this. You probably don't. Who buys the most wheat germ oil in this country? It's the thoroughbred racehorse industry. They value those million-dollar horses, especially Justify that just did the Triple Crown, to the point that they buy the most. Wouldn't you value your endocrine system and your muscles and your heart as, that, as much as that? I mean, they buy it by the gallons. They put a quarter cup... Of wheat germ oil in their horse's oats every day so as to build the strength and endurance of that heart muscle and the and the muscles of the body i mean shouldn't we and then remember the russian olympic athletes were using wheat germ oil for their muscles and endurance back in the 1980s and they they said the russians came out and says well it's the octoconosol that's in the wheat germ oil that made the difference But it had to be with the oil. They couldn't separate it out as an isolated product because they didn't get the same effect. And octaconisol, uh, well, a lot of athletes now know to use wheat germ oil. And because it's a food, there's no regulation on it. It's not banned by the International Olympic Committee any more than they would ban an egg. So all these neuromuscular conditions that were cited in the literature and having incredible cures with wheat germ oil the muscular atrophies, the muscular dystrophies, the infertility, the sterility, the the cardiovascular cardiovascular problems that were solved with wheat germ oil, all of that value was lost when the FDA pronounced vitamin E to be the isolated alpha-tocopherol. And remember... The research has showed that alpha-tocopherols lose 99% of their potency when they're extracted from the whole food, even from a natural food source. You have to have the whole food. So take our symptom survey at ForbiddenDoctor.com to find out where you are. It's free, and in the meantime, stop taking your vitamin E tocopherol oil supplement and support it your body, support your body with the form of vitamin E that's had such wonderful effects before the pharmaceutical industry destroyed this vitamin and so many others. And the original research and the literature just praised wheat germ oil for fertility, for sterility, for miscarriages, muscle weakness, heart weakness, heart oxygen deprivation, and, and very relevant today, menopausal muscle weakness. And remember, you can do the symptom survey, get a free 30-minute consultation concerning your results. You'll talk directly to one of our nutritionists with no obligation to you. You can also call the office if you don't want to fool with the internet at 801 523 and order E, E2, or wheat germ oil directly over the phone and or for a 10% discount, sign up for our text blast. They come out every week with fantastic coupons every week. Just text the word HEALTHY to 41411. We'll text you back a coupon code that you can use on our website, ForbiddenDoctor.com, when you check out. And then, of course, the office. I'll give you the number one more time, 801-523-1890. They can help you sign up for the text blast. But remember, it's your patronage of the offers we make on our podcast that keeps the podcast on the air. So one more thing. The statements that I have made in this podcast about specific products have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, prevent disease. All information provided or any information contained on or in any product label or packaging or this podcast is for informational purposes only and it's not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. So thank you for listening to this forbidden information and our forbidden podcast. Join me next time for another in-depth discussion of forbidden knowledge. I will see you then. Thank you for listening to the Forbidden Doctor podcast. If you are curious about long-life energy enzymes or ageless thyroid, you can purchase them without a membership from our website at ForbiddenDoctor.com or get our enzyme formula from Amazon.com by searching the full term, Long Life Energy Enzymes. Don't forget to take our obligation-free symptom survey to get a free personalized supplement protocol recommended for you by Dr. Jack, Mary, or one of our qualified nutritionists. Take the survey, get a call from our nutritionist to create a protocol and a patient login, then use that login to see your own personal protocol along with any favorites you've saved from our symptom library. Remember, our website and our clinic are here for you always.